heading in a London taxi cab for the Sunday afternoon about 3 o'clock, uh, January uh, 21st, heading for the Tate Gallery right now to see and uh, what the thoughts are of some of the young people during it. But it's my good fortune to be seated in the cab driven by the, the most the venerable, the oldest cab driver in London. How long have you driven a cab, sir? Pardon? How long have you driven a cab? This is my 50th year. And I'm 70, nearly 73 years old. Describe our friend. He has a strong face, has a beret. And, you know, as, I, as we're talking here, you can talk as you drive. Your thoughts about changes in London that hit you most during this half century, sir, as we're driving. I've seen some of the biggest changes the world has ever known, especially in London. But I will say this, that uh, from the days that I started to drive a cab in London, the traffic has increased, in my opinion, about, well, over the 100%. And car drivers complain of traffic jams. Well, I can assure all car drivers that 40 years ago, the traffic jams were a darn sight worse then than what they are today. It was nothing unusual to see the whole of Legion Street, Piccadilly, Cheapside, Strand, chock-a-block with traffic. Took you half an hour before you get through. And the cause of it all then was we had a lot of horse-drawn vehicles. And you could sound in your hooter from now till next doomsday for the horse driver to get out of your way. You just wasted your time. And the police couldn't do nothing about it. Hence the traffic jams. Do you feel that uh, the automobile is not as much of a menace as some people think it is? Well, the automobile which I first drove in London certainly had no self-starter. We had to wind it up with a grand candle. We had no side doors. I had no windscreen whatsoever, nothing at all. I was exposed to all the elements under the sun. And I'm okay now. I was thinking, as we're passing right now, Trafalgar Square and the pigeons and the people, your thoughts about the changes in London, the city itself, and attitudes of people toward one another. Oh, yes. Uh, well, you see, in my observation, as I see things of the public, they definitely are a more cheerful lot compared to what I used to see years ago. Because years ago, we only had two sorts of people. Those with money and those without money. Those with money were mostly our passengers years ago. And they used to get into our taxi cabs with the attitude of, I am the great I am, just because they possessed wealth. And, uh, you only, had to, you only had to say one word out of line to them. At once they would send a letter to the authorities. True, perfectly true. They would send a letter to the authorities complaining about you, and the poor man lost his license for no reason whatsoever. Why? They were moneyed people. The average working man couldn't afford to ride in a taxi cab. He never had the money. They were near starving at the time. But now... Every Tom, Dick and Harry from every class, every walk of life gets into the cab. We mix up with all sorts of people. You, you, you feel better about this change, do you? Huh? You feel better about this change? 
Definitely, most definitely. I've even in my lifetime, I've had members of the royal family in me cab. I've had three prime ministers, Mr. Ramsay MacDonald, uh, Clements Attlee, and Stanley Baldwin. It's interesting, two Labourites and one Conservative. So I suppose you have thoughts about that too. The atmosphere most definitely has changed uh, for the uh, benefit of the ordinary working man thanks to our welfare state. That is the most main function because I used to see <coughs> myself as I drove around London in the early hours of the morning, children with no shoes on their feet in the winter, standing outside a baker shop at six o'clock in the morning to buy two pennyworth of stale bread which was left over from yesterday. You don't see that no more. I also used to see every Monday morning women, women, <coughs> women queuing up outside the pawnbroker shop to take in the old man's suit and the children's shoes to get money to live for the rest of the week. And when he got home his wages, they took out the clothing from the pawn shop that they could wear the clothing on a Sunday and it all went back on the Monday morning into the pawn shop. You know, this, uh, you hear people now and then complain about national health and the welfare state, you know. But uh, you, you see it as definitely a great improvement for the Oh, yeah, most certainly it is. There's no such thing as want now, uh, especially for the elderly people. <coughs> when the elderly people move into a flat, which is given to them by the council, they get their pension, and if their pension is not sufficient for them to live upon, then the welfare state pays their rent for them. There's a great deal of talk about the young these days, the revolution of the youth. Your thoughts about this, sir? About the young people? Well, they've certainly changed a lot from my youth. These young people, in my youth, I used to look forward to the elderly people to give me advice. Now it's the other way around. The young people give the elderly people advice. And you can't tell them anything. They know all the answers. The same applies here. This applies in America, Canada, or any other part of the world. The world's gone upside down with youngsters. It's interesting you're saying this because I'm about to... Uh, I see now a queue, lines around the block of youngsters to see the work of an American pop artist. Good in the young, shall we put it, this change has taken place in attitude? Well, I would see good in them if they'd only want to listen to advice that's given to them. But no, they know all the answers and you can't talk to them. Just as we're about to disembark from his cab, I say disembark because it's been quite a ceremony. Pleasure. Uh, you're talking about we're just facing the Tate Gallery and the blocks around our young people, and in fact, some couples with babies. Your thoughts about these young about to see this exhibition? Well, from the observation which I've had for nearly 50 years as a taxi cab driver in London, the young generation that come to a place like the Tate Gallery to see works of art and pictures, in my opinion, they are what I call of the intelligentsia. There's no other word for it, but a different class are on their own. 
uh, standing in line here in front of the Tate Gallery on Sunday. It's been jammed, and apparently it's the uh, greatest turnout since the Picasso exhibition, and it's the American pop artist Roy Lichtenstein, audience primarily the young of London, and talking to a couple in front of us. Uh, why? What brings you here? Um, well, I'm from uh, both from Birmingham, and uh, we're from the art college there. We come down to see this because it's the first time that um, Lichtenstein's had anything uh, important here. You, you've come down from Birmingham for this yeah. exhibition, yeah. for the show? Uh-huh. You a student up there? Yeah. We didn't expect to see all these crowds, though. You know, we kind of um, thought we'd just be able to walk in you know, straight away. Quite amazed to see you know, all these people. Crowd. Yeah. Well, what, what, what led you here? What is it about uh, Lichtenstein that's attracted you? Um, well, I think he's really the only um, original member of the pop art group that's kind of gone on producing something valid, you know, like Warhol and... Uh, in your place, and Hockney um, to a certain extent have all gone off rails to a different thing. You know, Lichtenstein seems to have um, followed this on this form of uh, his painting now. Well, I mean, he was doing this about ten years ago, you know, but um, it's going to be accepted now. Mm, but what is it about pop art? Do you think has attracted so many of the of the English young? Uh, <laughs> well. Um, I think perhaps because it's, it's an art that they can associate themselves with, you know, it's um, probably it started when there were most of the people were 10, 11 years old, when they were reading magazines and doing Captain Marvel and so on, mm. you know, and it's things that they can associate with from a comic magazines. Yeah, and uh, it, I think they really think it's, it's their art, their own particular mode, you know, this is, belongs to them entirely, you know, it's, it's the young art, young people's art. We are now inside the lobby of the Tate Gallery. It's just jammed. Talking to a young a Londoner, I take it? Yeah. How come? What does it attract you? Well, it's supposed to be a very interesting exhibition. Modern, mm. modern ideas. It's lots of young people here. I mean, it's, you know, it's not like one of these old pictures, old-fashioned ones. You can see those any time. This is something interesting, something new, you know, exciting. Well, what is it about... Uh, why, you see, not, not old-fashioned or... Well, it's new pictures, it's new ideas, it's new, you know, people haven't seen this sort of thing before. Anything that's new in London, people go and see. Any new idea, I mean, anything that, something new that people, you know, they'll just catch on to it, they'll go and see it. It's one of those things. Anyway, if you had a new idea yourself and you just showed it, you know, you had it well advertised, people would come and see it. I mean, Nixon Times been on television. He was on television the other week and he, you know, told us about his pictures and he sounded very interesting so we all come to see him that's my opinion anyway i don't know what's the, the other right. people it's because it's new primarily yeah that's a new idea it's a new you know i mean it's not like no one else has seen it sort of thing it's not that it's been around the world there's something you can go and see it any day of the week it's only here for a few weeks and people want to see it while they can do you do you you know pop art do you like the idea of pop art well i haven't seen it i mean this, 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 this is my this introduction to it yeah how did you hear about it well, it's been well advertised, as I say, and I saw Lichtenstein on the television, so I... Oh, you did see Lichtenstein? Uh, yeah, that's why I came here. Now, we're sitting in one of the alcoves of the Lichtenstein Gallery. That is, I say, primarily young-filled, but I uh, saw someone just seated here, a gentleman alone, who was just a generation above uh, those who comprise most of the audience, and you were, you were from... From Wales. From Wales. Yes, I come from uh, North Wales, where I have been for the last four or five years. We came down to the uh, city, uh, yes, on Friday afternoon, uh, we were playing rugby with a club in Hatfield on Saturday morning and we went to the International in the uh, afternoon. Now, um, Tate Gallery, it's a place where I have known for many years. Uh, my favourite 
uh, paintings here, the um, French Impressionists, uh, Liechtenstein, a very great man, no doubt. Yeah, but uh, I enjoy coming here very much. Well, this is interesting, because you came here for the rugby match, the one between Wales and England yesterday. It's the interest I take it of air. Did you come on the train with many, many uh, roistering Welshmen? Oh, yes, we did. We have a, an occasional sing-song, you know. Yes, yes and uh, a pint or two, perhaps a skinful of ale. Uh, but it's very good. But the, here you are now. You've come to take out, and you've seen more orthodox uh, exhibitions in the past. Here. Now, uh, what what is your impression of this is a record outside of a Picasso exhibition of the young and Liechtenstein? Uh, how would you? What is your impression? Well, I don't know. Perhaps I, I'm an old square uh, in these things, you know. But uh, there we are. There's some of uh, you know, this work is rather beyond me. Let me be quite honest about it. Um, just one of those things. Shall I ask him? Yes, ask John. John, oh, you're, oh, you came from uh, Wales, too, yeah. have you? Just talking to your friend here. And I uh, want to talk about the rugby game at which I was present yesterday, too. And I met some very uh, good and raffish men from Runda Valley. Yes. They were in good shape. But here you are at the, at the uh, Tate Gallery, and I was asking your friend about your reactions to what seems to be an unprecedented uh, interest in Liechtenstein, the pop artist. What are your thoughts on it? Basically, I'm not interested in the pop artist. I'm just in, interested generally in art. I've come round today for the simple reason I'm never in London. And the other time, it's an opportunity to have a look at it. And I'll take any opportunity to have a look. No matter what art it is, mm. I'll have a look and I'll pass my opinion on it. But have you seen uh, Liechtenstein? Well, to be quite honest today, I'm buggered. Huh? I was playing rug rugby yesterday morning. You, you weren't on the rugby team, were you? No, I was playing yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, right. For real, against Hatfield, before we moved uh -huh. onto Twickenham. I and of course, having the night out before. Yes, yeah, so you're a little crunchy, but you <laughs> like art. Well, can, oh, I ask yes. you, can I ask you one question? You're not a professional athlete. No, I'm not. What's the idea of... Um, well, I want yeah. criticism of uh, something like this. Yeah. Uh, it could be, of course, very shallow. Yeah. We, we hear a call all week, you see. So how on earth can you expect... Yeah. Uh, Bonds like us, yeah, to come here and give you any sort of a decision at all on a bot like uh, Liechtenstein. Pardon me, you just said something. I'm forgetting Liechtenstein. Something you say you hew coal all week. All week. Do you work with your hands? Yes. You're a collier. Yes. Well, this is something. And yet you're a collier, yet you're interested in art. No, this is this is the point. I'm, well, is this a of Welsh the arts, tradition? Of it is to a great extent. Of the arts, I prefer. Uh, music, uh, perhaps to anything else. I'm very keen on uh, orchestral work, um, operas, anything like that. You know, I, I've, uh, I was in New York in 1942, I think. Uh, I think I did attend uh, one opera at the Metropolitan. But that goes back a few years. I'm getting uh, old in the tooth now, long in the tooth rather. No, but uh, we're getting. Liechtenstein and the young at this moment here all together. Something you said that attracts me very much. You work pretty hard, I take it, during the week, uh, Cole, and yet is this true of many Welshmen that uh, there's still an interest, you know, even though the physical work is hard, in music and poetry and art? Well, or are uh, you an exception? No, no, heavens no, that's um, quite true. Uh, the fact remains that. Uh, Whatever you do, uh, you still strive uh, in one way or another, you know, to broaden your intellect. 
uh, that's very important. I mean, that is life. How did this come about? How would you explain this? This is not, unfortunately, this is not the case in all societies, I hate to say. Uh, I would say this, uh, you know, uh, there has been a terrific change. Uh, England has imported the worst uh, of America. And uh, we started off with the films. Uh, and now I would say that Wales, uh, over the last, what, 20 years, has taken in into its formal culture the worst aspects of this uh, American culture. You, know. you started this off with uh, uh, Capone and all these people, and you finish it off now with Elliot Ness. <laughs> well, and here we have Liechtenstein, something wholly different. But I suppose there are changes in the... Is, is Wales... Can I ask you one last question before I leave you gentlemen to relax? Has Wales been affected, too, by what might be described as the youth revolution, the young? You know, has, has there been a basic change in the attitude of the young toward life in Wales, as obviously the case here in many other um, societies? Not really, for simple one, one reason. I don't know South Wales myself. I come from the north, I say. But in the north, the youth are moving out. There's no future for them there getting work. Like me, I live in real, I'm trained to be a surveyor, but I am moving out. The opportunities are moving out, and hence you haven't got as big a youth population. So North Wales then is being depleted of its youth, uh, because well, I wouldn't moving, say it's they're, been... They're, no, I mean, they're moving elsewhere. They're moving elsewhere, and then moving back in at a very much older society. Moving out, coming back in. But what about South Wales? What about Cardiff and Rhonda Valley? Well, I don't know. You see, everyone talks about the youth of today and uh, how, how uh, worse they are than the youth of yesterday. Quite frankly, I see no difference. We've all been young, uh, and I am damn sure that the, uh, the youth of today uh, are far better than we were in our day. I'm quite convinced about it. You know? uh, they are mature, both physically and mentally, at a much earlier age. And it's jolly good to listen to some of these youngsters especially you know, when it concerns uh, matters of moral principle, obligations, etc. They're quite good. They know what they want. And they've made their own minds up. It's a very good thing. In our day, we had to listen. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, this is exactly the opposite of an old cab driver who dropped me, who is despairing the fact that youth doesn't listen to the elders. And you are saying precisely the opposite, that they are making up their own minds. Well, it's a jolly good thing for them, you know. If they go in uh, in the deep end of the pool, fair enough, let them swim. And uh, in this day and age, I think they do swim. Uh, I think they're quite good. The people, these hippies and what have you, uh, they're a very, very small minority, a very small percentage. Uh, and that's advertised widely in the local press or in the national press. Well, let's forget those people. That's, that's a gimmick for the press. Most of the others, as you see here this afternoon, they may be uh, mini, mini-skirted, but uh, they're jolly good youngsters. That's my view of them. And now, inside the Tate Gallery itself, we're in line now at the end of the Lechtenstein exhibition. We're going past the room of traditional painting now. Some Reynolds, 18th century British, this Turner, these are the portraits, landscapes, and a, a contrast is a very, very sharp one indeed as we wait the line, primarily young, overwhelmingly young, though now and then. Uh, do you mind if I, if I just thought about the, what seems to be an unprecedented turnout for Liechtenstein? How would you explain it? This is someone just, oh, above the age of the predominantly young here. Well, I think uh, when there are special exhibitions uh, on 
here. One nearly always gets a response of this sort. A very keen interest in uh, all forms of art in London. What is it about? Uh, we'll walk as we're as we're talking. What is it about uh, Lichtenstein, though, that seems to attract so many? Do you think? I think perhaps he's got a, a form of art of the time. People want to see what is in this uh, pop art, and his is mainly of that style. It must be something like that, I would think. You any thoughts about that, ma'am, as we're talking? Um, well, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening, actually. Oh, about uh, why it is the interest uh, at this moment in pop art and Lichtenstein, particularly by the young. I think it's probably because he's representative of, of the general trend of, of things these days. Bright colour and uh, everything is sort of brash and that sort of thing, you know? You mentioned brash. That's, yes. a, that's an aspect. Brash. Well, everything is brash, isn't it? And I think this is what this is going to be. I haven't uh, got much idea of what we're in for, but uh, certainly garish colour. A very young couple uh, right in front of us, uh, younger than the couple behind us, and we're still getting closer, closer to Mr. Lichtenstein. What, what brought, what brings you here? Well, uh, we are Americans studying in London. Oh, you're American? Yes, we are. Can't get away from you. <laughs> well, you are studying. Where? Yes, uh, we're studying at the London School of Economics here in, in London, and we're here for a year. And you're about how old, may I ask? Uh, we're 20 years old. Oh, you're both. You yes. and uh, the lady, you're both 20 years. You're studying at the London School of Economics. Yes, well, well, why are you here waiting for Lichtenstein? How would you explain the young English people's interest in Lichtenstein? Um, well, the young people in London seem to be, maybe to a greater degree than the young people in the, in the United States, uh, unsure of what the... the the basic business of living is about, so they're more concerned with just having fun. London is having a, a troubled time, and I, and the rest of England is also. And I think that is a substitute and per perhaps a reaction to the serious questions. They're uh, reacting the other way, and their enjoyment of Liechtenstein is probably a part of this reaction. Well, this is. This, do you agree with this? Do you do you feel this? Yes, I think that's an accurate description. Well, no, this this is interesting. You're saying now that. The, if I follow you correctly, the young, the young London kids are more uh, frivolous in nature than the American kids. Is, I, don't, I don't mean to misinterpret this, but you feel they're more uh, seeking, quote-unquote, fun more desperately? I think they know how to relax a little bit more than the American students do. They know how to relax. Oh, do you, you find that? Mm -hmm. I think so. I, I think that American young people are feel very intensely bound up in the basic questions of today and I think from the, the English kids that I've talked to they're uh, they almost feel superfluous in the world and so they're not so much concerned with the basic questions of, of race and war and so they're more out to enjoy themselves. Can we Americans. dwell upon this just a bit? I think you're hitting something very fascinating here. You're talking about certain kind of kids. You're talking mm. about primarily of young uh, relatively literate kids, aren't you? And you find the English kids are less interested in things like race and Vietnam uh, than the American kids of that same of that same category, the same echelon. Do you feel that? Uh, well, not so certain that, that no. Mm -hmm. I, I, feel that, I feel that maybe being a, a young male American that the onus of the world's problems have been 
put on my lap, and at least for me to explain anyway, if not to do, any, do something about. And it, they're brought to me to explain rather than the other way around. People yeah. are always asking me. Yeah. They think that some way or another that America is the cause or at least Source. mixed up in most of the major problems in the world. And it's up to me to at least explain how I fit into it. I'm talking now to someone who's not of the younger generation who's studying... <laughs> who is not. You better no. say who is not. <laughs> no, I don't, not. However, you are here. Uh, your thoughts as to why this is so popular, the Lichtenstein exhibition here? Well, um, I've hardly arrived, but I think that um, the present youth is um, very much aware of the movement um, in the literary circles and artistical circuits all around the world, and the center of gravity has shifted from Paris to New York now, to America, generally speaking. I don't know about Chicago or anything, but to New York and to London as well, you, you know, the fashion life and uh, the repercussion of what seems to be very superficial, you know, this miniskirt and mini dress and all this, is actually much deeper because it bears upon uh, a more important level of understanding and toleration, generally speaking. And the pop art is one of the aspects of that uh, um, attitude, the sort of uh, vogue for the pop art is one of the aspects of this tolerant attitude towards whatever is new and comes from this new center of, um, of gravity in, in the arts, which is America now, it's no longer Paris. But when it comes to the exhibition itself, I would very much have preferred to have spoken to you a little bit later after I've seen oh, it. Oh, yes, I, perhaps I should. Because I've just arrived. No, no, I'm... I'm That's probably I'm the wrong spot for you. Yes. You better say... Yes. You better I'm, I'm post speak, yourself... I, I would like very much to speak to you later, out. your own thoughts about yeah. Lichtenstein, but at this moment, it's not so much the the art as the phenomenon that interests me. The phenomenon of the interest in him and what you just said about uh, the young. Uh, let me hear because it is new. Just nothing, just the fact that it is new in itself seems to be new. Well, the fact that it is new and the fact that it is, um, it goes together with the word pop. It's pop music, it's pop art, it's pop dress. And um, Many people of my own generation think that uh, this is very superficial, but I, I'm just sort of repeating myself now. It's much deeper, actually. It's a completely new attitude to religion, um, sex, international understanding, literature, and more deeply, perhaps, um, the, f the inner freedom of the individual. And um, relatively few people of my age group are gained by it. I personally am, but I have grown up children and uh, in some ways it's a little bit of a problem because um, you are in a conflict when you see their own behavior and you compare it with what you would theoretically like people to do. And when it comes um, to witness or, or, or sometimes suffer from the behavior of people who are close to you, of course you are in a split mind, in a split attitude. But um, that's, I think, it's the interest is because it's new. And I think that the younger generation run away. Although you are holding in your hands now a tape recorder, which is witnessing the material progress of the sciences and engineering. And I am an engineer myself. I very much feel that very, very many people, especially among the young, run away. They are fed up with the scientists and fed up with the people attached to material possessions and material... Uh, uh, possessiveness and um, scale of values and whatever they can find. Sometimes, of course, it, it is crazy and stupid, like these long skirts and things like that, passing superficial. This, uh, if you like, this um, 
engouement, it's a French word, um, engouement for things Indian. It's not deep. Many of them are quite ignorant of Indian philosophy, and I'm sure in three months' time we'll no longer think of Maharishi Mahesh. You're talking about Vogue right now. Uh, yes. Something a la mode, yes. Things a la mode, you know, you know it's uh, the way of dressing. Um, and yet, you see, despite these superficialities, something else is happening. Despite these particular... Well, uh, something else yeah, has yeah, happened, yeah. and among 10,000 people who take on to a new trend for superficial reasons, at least two or three will stay with it. I'm talking to... Uh, Wandering about here, uh, after leaving my friend who's an engineer, I see a young couple standing here, and you were, we, 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 I followed you through past two paintings, the huge Lichtenstein and the shorter one, both large, of colors, uh, brash and glaring. And I asked you why you were interested in, in Lichtenstein. Yeah, that's right. Well, I said that I was an architect and I was pretty interested in the application of his sort of work to architecture and all related sort of arts these days. Because I, I feel that, you know, in architecture we're not designing for 150 years or anything like that anymore. It's all sort of transient, um, popular appeal stuff. And I feel he's got the same sort of approach in art, you know, that it's something nice to hang up on your wall and you know if it's, if it's not important it doesn't matter well you were, you were, you were uh, saying a moment ago about before, before we were taped about the being a more light-hearted approach yeah i think there is i think that people want things which are immediately attractive rather than have any sort of necessarily deep value and i think this painting sort of exemplifies this well did you feel good about this yes i do actually i, th I think it's quite a it's a good thing i mean and you put architecture in the same category as, as something, you use the word transient. Something yeah. Transient. Well, I think it probably is these days, you know. I think because things are changing so fast in the world that, you know, what we're doing is applicable to now and perhaps for five years, but you don't know what's going to be happening five or ten years from now, and you can't design a building for that anymore. Well, wait a minute. Let's stick with this for a minute, because this, this fascinates me. Uh, we think of architecture as something almost permanent, you know, or as yeah, permanent well, as one thing can be. We used be, to. You know? I, I, I don't think you yeah. do anymore, because, you know, the world moves, you know, can move so fast in 20 years now that things can happen in 20 years which would have taken 200 years before, you know. So therefore, you've got to, your building's got to be able to completely changed in 10 years. And so if that building is 10 years old, then maybe time for it to go. Yeah, right. And the new one. Yeah, I think so. we need to worry about Sullivan or Wright or... Well, past. obviously, they've been a trivial influence on what we've done yeah. and, and what we still do, yeah. I mean, you know. But you connect this with... Uh, then in Liechtenstein, on the popular, you see the same uh, phenomenon applying. Yes, I do. Because, I mean, you know... There was a time when, when painting was important because the brushwork and the technique yeah. was, was what counted. This doesn't sort of apply here because it's all done with sort of spray techniques and this sort of thing. So, in short, if we come to the Tate Gallery five years from now, let's say there is no Liechtenstein. Well, maybe not. You know, if people stop liking it, you, you can't tell. You, I don't know yet whether it's going to be an important enough thing to last for hundreds of years like sort of the old painters well, did. that's just the point because uh, hardly any people by accident are just going through another room and where where Turner and Reynolds are, and they've yeah. been around for a while, but yeah. at the moment it's... Now, they're here, but he may not be here. No, he may not. I mean, it, time, time is the only thing which will prove whether he's, yeah. whether he's important, I think. I wonder if the young lady with you has thought about this. Well, that, I don't know that, whether she has. What, what do you think? Have you been hearing your friend and his comments about... Yes, I have. What do you think? What, what, what led you? What's, what's your interest here? I've dragged her along. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen any of his work before. I think that's, that's super, that one, anyway. Well, I should point out, super is a very, very uh, celebrated English phrase meaning great. Uh, why do you think it's super? It just attracts me. I think it's lovely. The colors? Do you look... I'm not, let me ask you this question. It may be a stupid question. Do you look for any other meaning, uh, any meaning in it? or? Uh... No, it's just pleasant to look at. That's all. 
Thank you. Talking to a, another young, I take it, Londoner. Yes. Are you Londoner? Yes. Uh, here and uh, casually dressed and in this Sunday afternoon jam-packed tape gallery. What led you to, to come here? Well, I came entirely because some friends of mine were coming along and I didn't want to come to it. You know, it's not something that would have drawn me normally. I wouldn't have made any particular effort to come here myself, by myself. Oh, you wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, you, you're of the of um, of, of, of the of the of the dissenting group. Yes, I'm well, you so. don't like uh, Papa. No, I don't. I don't like this particular example. These particular examples of it, anyway. What is it? Why? What, what is it that disenchants you? Well, I feel it's not got to be something to. I've, I haven't got to give a reason something to disenchants me. I've got to give some person who likes it. Got to give a reason that yeah. you know reason why they like it. I didn't see anything to like in it. I think this is what you've got to show. Rather, than you've got to show that there's nothing to like in it. You should be for social rather than aesthetic reasons. I'm afraid so. <laughs> well, tell me, what, what, what attracts you in art? What, uh, what sort of art would impress you? Well, I don't think I could say a particular type, but I, just something that's in some way satisfying, which I don't think limits it to traditional art, modern art. And this particular man doesn't seem to have anything that I find too satisfying, or very little anyway. Can I, what would be your theory, your thoughts, and, uh, as to why? As to why he is so popular at this moment here where we are. Why are they coming? Yes. What, what do you think? We're not talking about his work yes, now, but yes. phenomenon. So. It doesn't only apply to particularly him, though. Surely the attendance at this sort of exhibition at the Tate has been going up pretty rapidly. It's become, I think, a social thing, partly for the reasons that I'm here. In a way, everybody's doing it. You know, it's in the Sunday papers, and everybody comes because it's on. And Possibly this is, uh, there is something particular about this has drawn more than most people, but I think rather than that, it's the features of exhibitions at the Tate have sort of caught the popular intellectual's imagination rather than anything particular about this man. Well, that's interesting. So you mentioned something else here about the press and uh, mass media, that uh, they a role here, that is a thing to do. Yeah, yes. You know, I'm sure that... Uh, People feel you know they must go along to these things, or they're not keeping up with it. And th this is what I think is a large part of the reason. But of course, it doesn't single out this exhibition more than any other. And I don't know that the attendance figures are so overwhelming more than, say, the last exhibition at the Tate. But perhaps they are. In which case, I wouldn't know how to explain this particular draw of this particular man. You, you, you will follow your own your own instincts and not that of others. Well, I, I'm here for exactly, exactly the reasons that I'm saying, which is not following my instincts, just becoming. Partly because but nonetheless, you will not say great good because others have said so. You yourself must never. Well, I'm certainly influenced by what I read. I feel that if the art critics in the papers say that it is interesting, exciting, that they, they must have some reason for saying so. So I'm influenced to that extent. But no further. Well, no, no. Thank you very much.